This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Stop. Hammer time. And it's a pair of drawers that we're talking about this week. A pair of drawers, one with Ghent and one with Arsenal at the weekend. And uh, here to discuss those two games are, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. Everything all right over there? Very good indeed. Thank you. Excellent. Also joining us, uh, a pair of gyms, is uh, a noted sports journalist, esteemed sports, admired sports journalist, doyen of sports journalism. It's Jim Munro. Hello, Jim. I think you missed the word old after that introduction. Uh, evening, guys. Good to be back. Thank you. I never reveal a sports journalist's age. That's what they say, <laughs> don't they? Never say a sports journalist's age. Um, yes. So uh, we all went to the Arsenal game, didn't we? And uh, yes, at the weekend. We did. Um, yes. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, pleasing. Um, it was. <laughs> it was very, it's quite a roller coaster in real time, wasn't it? We really mm. did uh, think we were in for a spanking. But uh, yes, it was at the weekend. Uh, uh, Mikel. A compulsive cheat, Mikel Arteta, arrived with his <laughs> Fagin-like, with his gang of young criminals uh, to play us at football. Uh, he arrived at the London Stadium and gave a false name, just out of habit. And uh, <laughs> whilst he was uh, giving a cordial shake of the hand to his former boss, David Moyes, he managed to clone David Moyes' credit card. His attempts to waste time extended to uh, the beginning of the game when, during the the coin toss, uh, Martin Ergegaard called on a trainer to remind him what the pictures on the coins meant. Um, and in an attempt to slow down the beginning of the game, uh, Arteta likes to pick players with the longest names just uh, uh, to slow the game down a little bit like that. Uh, he is fucking awful. Uh, I really hate him. I really hate him. I hate him because I liked him as a player. So I always sort of thought, oh yeah, I like I like Mikel Arteta, uh, but um, he, you know, he sort of proudly boasts of his mastering of the dark arts, and uh, I find that kind of disgusting. Yeah, I mean, but it was pleasing though. Surely, having seen Ben White when we have a throwing, pick the ball up and walk for fifty yards before we get the ball back, how that backfired so magnificently during yes. the course of that game. That was yes. beautiful to watch. Yes, they were. There were a couple of points late on in the game where they began. They they genuinely became confused and started wasting time. <laughs> like, no, shouldn't you be trying to get another goal now? It was funny. It was like force of habit. Yes, this is what we normally do on seven yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was quite because odd. we're normally winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was one of those draws that felt like a win, didn't it? You yeah, came definitely. away with a bit of a spring Massively. in your step. You know, absolutely. Um, just, 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 uh, just the joy of being um, competitive and 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 in the face of a of, of a of a sort of you know a as it were big team for a change. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and not rolling over. I mean, I you know, I felt it felt. I don't know. It might prove not to be, but it felt significant in a way. It felt it felt 
Um, yes. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because actually that point doesn't do us a lot of good, but no. it felt like it did. And, um, I, I disagree. It didn't do us any good. I, I think that point's done us a huge, huge, huge favour. I think it, yeah. it gives us that little bit of breathing space, as you guys yes. were just saying. I mean, we. What, I got up Sunday morning and my lad was getting ready and we were heading off to the game. It's possibly the most downbeat I've felt ahead of a game all season. Mm. And nine minutes in, uh, we actually discussed for the first time in my lad's uh, West Ham supporting career, could we possibly leave a few minutes before the end because I don't want to see Arsenal celebrate with their fans at the end. It just felt so despondent. And by the hour mark, we were so elated. It was just... You know, back to hugging strangers because we, we've equalised. Yeah. There's some fight, there was passion, there was some grit in there. Um, there was one point as well in the second half, we, just, we had a free kick and the crowd was up for it and the players looked up for it. And I thought, how much time of old has just suddenly appeared from nowhere? It's like they've, they've been down from a cloud yeah. where we were 2-0 down. Um, and yes. I felt we, like it's what we should have done against Newcastle if we hadn't conceded a few seconds into the second half. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. I think we sort of said that last week, or, or Jim, you said that last week, didn't you? That, yeah. that, that, that in a way, that game could have gone very differently because we sort of, yeah. we, we probably, the team probably felt like there was something to play for, you know, when they went in for half time, came out, and then within, you know, 50 seconds we'd conceded or something. And I think yeah. that really knocked the stuffing out of us. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, you know, that, that, we sort of stayed, you know, the result is not quite like the game was against Newcastle because we, we, we were sort no. of oddly competitive in that game. I mean, those two absolute gifts of goals we gave them really put that game out of sight, didn't they? It, it was interesting, yeah. actually, seeing some Newcastle fans' reaction to their defeat over the weekend to Villa because I read a lot of comments of people saying, we were just as bad against West Ham, but we took our five chances and, yeah. and somehow they let us do that. Um, and they, particularly at the start, I, I saw a couple of Newcastle fans talking about when Bowen beat Dan Byrne in the first few seconds of that Newcastle game. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. he's going to get roasted yeah. here. We're going to lose two or three nil. So, you know, we started off that game very brightly. Yeah. Um, and I thought we, we started the Arsenal game the first couple of minutes. But OK, we're on the front foot again. This is better than it's been virtually all season. Yeah. And defensively, it was just... Well, match of the day, we were castigating Ben Rama for leaving runners for both yeah. of those goals. Um, we do have that problem. Um, it always seems to be far post problems with us. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. We had it with yeah. uh, Brighton away with Ben Johnson leaving people running in at the far post. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's if we can park for the first 20-odd minutes and look at what happened beyond that, wasn't it just fantastic to see some? Yeah, some, we conceded. Some we conceded two goals and then continued to play fairly badly, didn't we? Uh, I, yeah. I remember, I remember turning to uh, you, you or Pete, and saying, um, "We're only halfway through the first half, and this looks like it's going to be a nightmare." But actually, within minutes of that. Yeah. That's when the penalty came, wasn't it? Yeah, and, um, yeah. No, it was really weird. I mean, the the the, the, the they they breezed those two goals, didn't they? And, and mm. it, you know, it was just knife through butter stuff, and we we didn't seem to switch on. But actually, you're right, Jim. The first very two or three minutes, yeah. Bryce put in a kind of crunching tackle. I think might have been on Partey or, or someone mm. uh, in you know in in quite an advanced position, and there was a sense that we were up to. You know, we were prepared to press them and and um, chase and Harry and 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 whatnot. You know, and and it was um, it was really really weird that 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 game turned on that moment where Partey tried to kind of flick it past Rice and just flicked it into his midriff and yeah, and led to the penalty. You know, and and um, I, I we <laughs> it was the kind of penalty that we don't like when they go against us, do we? No. Because he was on his way down when the, but the contact, it's like they say, you know, that's the kind of penalty that Salah and Grealish get all the time, isn't it? I they're, mean, it's, it, you know, um, yeah, I think so. I mean, he, he, but the, uh, he 
<laughs> overruns the ball. His touch is quite bad, isn't it? So it's got away from him. And yes. then fortunately, because it's created through panic, because Partey wasn't expected to give the ball away at that point. Um, mm. um, uh, what's his name? The number six, their defender. Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel is sliding in desperately and in fact it's kind of his sort of knee seems to come in to contact with yeah. Paqueta's legs I think it's I think you know because of the situation that created it they have made a mistake and are being punished for that mistake and yeah. there was definite contact I mean absolutely definite contact yeah no um, no I think it I think it's a penalty and yeah. and but but a soft one you know um uh and and Ben Rama is very good at putting them away, isn't he? I mean, I, yes. um, you know, yeah, there are we, we we could talk about the flaws in his game, but but equally, it does take a very good penalty, yeah. strength, you know. And one of those two yeah. against Ransdale, isn't it? He's uh, and he he psyched Ransdale out of that one completely. Um, mm. Mm. You know, we all thought he was going to whack it into the top corner, and he's that's a brave penalty when you're just rolling it to one side. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he must have picked up the fact that Ransdale was on his way diving the other. The other mm. direction. He did go. He went too soon, Ramsdale, didn't he? And, mm. and uh, Ben Rama could see it. I think. Yeah. When we scored those five penalties in a, a cup game a couple of seasons ago under Moyes and got through City, was it? Is it Man City. City yeah. 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 Um, he. I think he might have been one of the last to take his, if not the last. And he always sort of struck me with his yeah. sort of kind poet's eyes that he might be a bit kind of <laughs> mentally fragile. Do you know what I mean? Might. Be exactly the sort of player, you know. Sometimes those uh, sort of fancy Dan players are actually slightly mentally a bit weak and uh, balls it up, as evidenced by uh, both Lampard and uh, um, Gerard missing theirs in the Euros against Portugal one year, uh, yeah. two thousand and four, I think, wasn't it? Uh, and only the wasn't it only Owen Hargreaves that managed to put his in. I think nearly everyone stepped up and missed them, except Owen. Hargreaves, who played in the Bundesliga and, you know, is like an actual man, uh, <laughs> managed to score his goal. But Ben Rama, bizarrely, everything that seems a bit neurotic about him melts away when he takes a penalty. He takes a fucking yeah. great penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think they were right to criticise him for not tracking. You know, it, it's got that, you know, it doesn't got those defensive instincts, has he? And, and, not at and all. He hasn't got a defensive line in his body. However, I thought our front three... Uh, once we got back into the game, were and I th actually I think Antonio was excellent throughout. I thought Antonio ran and yeah. ran, gave them problems. Looked like the old Antonio, you know. It, at one point, he he we we got a break from a corner. Um, it might have been in the second half actually, but um, and he ran almost the length of the pitch and just Saka trailing it, the very fast Saka yeah. trailing yeah. his wake the entire way, you know. So. Um, which is something we used to see, which we haven't then. seen for a long time. Like, exactly. you know, sort of relishing, yeah. Antonio relishing a kind of foot race. I've, you've yeah. seen him a couple of times this season sort of go, yeah, no, I'm not going to win that foot race. and mm. The ball just goes away, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought he was back to his old, old, you know, harrying yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. he gave him a hard time, best, didn't he? His best game of the season. And, it, you know, that, Definitely. It, it's one thing having that big man up front. But as you were saying, his ball carrying as well. Just, yeah, just yeah. leaving the pressure on the back and actually getting us up the pitch. And he was winning throw-ins and corners too. It wasn't just yeah, like yeah. carrying up and then tripping over it at the ends and then it dribbling away and then they yeah, got possession yeah, back. He was, yeah, he was yeah. actually winning us uh, set pieces. And then talking of set pieces, Soufal's throw. I was yeah. Just, it, it's, yes. it's kind of rediscovered his long throw. I was, I was chatting about this the other day and thought, well, you know, he's been carrying injuries for a while and now he's yeah. got his injuries sorted out. Maybe they took him off throw-ins because obviously you're putting a lot of pressure on your, your feet and ankles when you're putting so much through your body to help yeah. all that far. Honestly, that that was making Arsenal players panic as well because it, yeah. it was yeah. a, a, a proper set piece. And and it means that our players who hate to run when we've got a throw-in don't have to run. They can just stand in the area and wait for the <laughs> Yeah, that's them. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. His return to form has been, uh, you know, key to us. Significant, you know, you, really yeah. significant. The, the post, you know, our, our form since the Christmas break, and I mean, this is probably three podcasts in a row that I've said this on, you know, it is like, you know, even though we're still not much further up the table, it is like, it, it is as if we did get a new manager 
in the kind of winter break, where it's a fairly good, I think it's now four wins, three draws, three defeats, which if you're a sort of shit football team that's hoping not to be relegated, that's a pretty good, you know, return for those games. <clears throat> and part of that is is getting a fully functioning Vladimir Sufel. And it's an interesting counter-argument to that sort of notion that <clears throat> footballers only start playing badly to kind of annoy people on social media who want them, you know, who want a scapegoat because it's like, you know, clearly Vladimir Sufel didn't want to play badly for those games in which he was playing badly. He came Ooh. out, he was in a shirt, he didn't say, no boss, don't pick me, but came out and just didn't seem quite like the same player for the first half of this season. And then obviously this kind of physical problem has slowly sorted itself out a little bit. Yeah. And um, he really does look like he played when we first signed him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think I, the link-up... Sorry, I was going to say, Jim, I just think the link-up between him and Bowen as well is so important. Bowen knows how Soufal likes to defend and Bowen drops into the right areas to help yes. him out. Yeah. And and he, more than anyone, knows which direction Bowen's running in when Bowen goes on all these different runs. Because it was noticeable again in that game, once we'd got our act together, Bowen's runs were being picked out far more than some of the games were. You can watch Jared Bowen and he make eight or nine runs and not one West Ham player sees him and he must get no. so frustrated. Um, yeah. And that was that was pleasing to see as well. So I think the two yeah. of them on that right flank are just that that's fantastic for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think after the after the two goals, you, you have to have that caveat in talking about the game completely. But if you talk about the last hour of the game, um, both our fullbacks I thought were exceptional. Uh, you know, Cresswell. We we were all thinking Cresswell up against Saka yeah. is going to be carnage, and actually. He defended really well against him, didn't he? And yeah. uh, uh, and of course, you you know, if he's doing his defensive job well, you, the bonus you get with Cresswell is is he's a good footballer going forward. He is passing is good. His delivery from set pieces, you know, we suddenly looked threatening again from corners for the first time in a in a long yeah. while. You yeah. know, um, yeah, it was it was just it was an extraordinary where. It, it's frustrating because you think, well, why why haven't you been playing like that with that intensity, that pressing, um, mm. that commitment, um, you know, for the rest of the season? It, Strange, it, isn't it? Yeah. It just came out of nowhere, didn't it, really? And, 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 and within a game, it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> because we all thought after 20 minutes, this is going to be, we'll, we'll be quite lucky if it's if it's five or six, you know. Um and, uh, yeah, what a turnaround. It's an extraordinary thing, really. Yeah, we finished the first half quite strongly, didn't we? We sort of started yes. playing. Definitely. Really after the penalty, I think the penalty, you know, we yes. we we decided to start trying sort of a few minutes before we got that penalty and were immediately <laughs> rewarded with a penalty. Um, I mean, players were just closing the space down, weren't they? Closing the keeper down, closing the, the fullback Absolutely. down. Whereas Absolutely. until then, you know, only one of them would do it. Sometimes Paqueta would have a sort of a cursory run at Ramsdale or maybe Bowen would. But you needed at least two of them to do that because it was completely pointless and yeah. looked like just a token gesture, really. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I said to you, I think I might have said to you again, you know, for the first 20 minutes, every Arsenal player was receiving the ball in space. Yeah. In the attacking third, anyway. Um, and uh, what what happened is that is that we suddenly started getting in their faces and getting close to them. And it doesn't matter how good a footballer you are, you know, how, how, how um, you know, well-grooved your, your team is. If you have people constantly place, put, putting you under pressure and making quick having to make quick decisions about where you play the ball you know you will you can get knocked out of your rhythm you can do it to any team it's difficult to sustain um and it was interesting to note that that you know they were cramping up weren't they you know in a way yeah. we haven't seen them in games that you know they they at the end of the final whistle they dropped to their knees in you know relief at the result but also there were some really tired bodies out there, weren't there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a sort of sense in which they gave a bit more in that yeah, game. Yeah, definitely. And again, you ask, that begs the question, doesn't it? Why haven't you been, you know, you think back to something like that Brighton game where we just literally didn't get near any opposition player for the entire 90 minutes. And you think, well, you're the same people. How, how yeah. does it, yeah. 
It's really weird. Yeah, mm. Arsenal were definitely knocked out of their rhythm, weren't they? But we, they were. Um, you know, we were, you know, I don't think it's particularly kind of partisan to say that I think we were the better team in the second half. I thought we carved out better opportunities. For an hour, we were the better team in that match for an hour, I would yeah. say. Mm. And did, yes, did carve out the better opportunities, had more shots. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, with, with Antonio, I don't know if he would have been offside or not, but with Antonio hitting the post, you know, possibly slightly young, could, could actually have nicked it, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there were a couple of uh, crosses, one in the first half across the box that, that just nobody got on the end of. Um, mm. Oh, Cresswell's cross, where I think he just got caught in two months. Yeah, it was a great move, wasn't it? It was a great sort of reverse yeah. pass from um, Piquetta. Yes. And, and he um, just... He sort of... He could I, have laid it back to... I think Bowen was in space. Or yeah. he could have had a shot himself. I don't think there was a clear path to Bowen. Bowen might have just needed to have attacked the six-yard box a bit more aggressively. But I think it was sort of... I think Cresswell, you know, Bowen just wasn't there. And I think Cresswell... I think it was. It looked like he was shaping to shoot, and then just decided to square it at the last moment and just put it into an area perfectly squared. But there was no one there. There's nobody Bowen, there. Yeah. Bowen was a couple of yards, and then there was a ball across their six-yard box in the second half that uh, yeah, I come, Bowen put in, and looks ben, like a, yeah from Bowen, yeah, and it felt like ben someone Rama been, did that slight stand off it thing instead of just yeah. committing. You know, I mean that's the thing that. Um, we don't do those, but it's a flaw to a certain extent in both Bowen and, and Ben Rahm's game that we, we don't get players into that six yard box, yeah, taking the risk on the ball coming across. You know, Ings is the only player we have who does that, yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, he scored his goal that way, you know, in the in the Ghent game, yeah. Um, and we need to do that. We need to quite often, you're, you're in your head, you're screaming, okay, oh, the box, why have we just don't get enough bodies yeah. into the box sometimes. No, it's strange, isn't it? I don't know why that is. It's like it's clear that it's got to be in their remit. You know, I mean, I think that's part of his, um, you know, persisting with Suchek come hell or high water. And I think Suchek, you know, again, since since the winter break, has had some really good games. And I think you yeah, know, he's yeah. a good player. But I think, you know, Moyes is sort of somewhat seduced by Suchek's ability to pop up and desire to pop up. And he thinks that, you know, in a team that's really struggling for goals, well, last couple of seasons, a few goals have come from Thomas Suchek. And he thinks maybe if I play him, he'll do the mm. same magic again, which I'm not I'm not really sure that... Right, it's dried up, of, hasn't it? That, yeah, that, I just think that stacks up, really. You can't yeah. keep playing him in the hope that that will happen. No. I so, I also sort of think that the ability to sort of pop up in a goal-scoring position feels like something that's in Fournau's wheelhouse. And again, is a little bit of a shame that he's not getting as much of a look. Yeah. I got the impression, it's difficult to see from the kind of angle, you know, from an end and, and, and a very low angle, got the impression that, that there was a bit of a change in that Paqueta seemed to play further forward. I don't know if you agree with this, Jim, but um, Paqueta seemed to be playing slightly the more advanced of the three in midfield. Whereas yeah. in recent games it has been Suchet. And that that that's a subtle change, but I think a good one and one that I hope he kind of sticks with to an extent. Yeah, because I think we were looking at him initially, we were thinking creative, score some goals. What he's suddenly warmed into and, and got really stuck into is now chasing the ball down and, and mm. winning the ball back. Um and doing that from that, as you say, that slightly advanced position as well, just helps helps that higher press that yeah. higher pushing up of the players. As we've been discussing, that the Arsenal players in the second half were rattled. You know, watching Odegaard play a 25-yard pass to nobody and it trickles off the pitch. Yeah. Being rushed into making decisions. Um, you know, again, that was through hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same yes. players that we've seen not being half-hearted, but not getting things right. We were getting things right. It's like they just rediscovered everything that they'd, they'd learned over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, It seems to be a sort of in something in Arsenal's DNA that they, they slightly, um, they're very rattled if things begin to not go their way. Wenger's team was a bit like that. Yeah. I think it's a little bit, is that they, they favour young players and young players 
are sort of a bit less game savvy than than uh, well, that, that's why they got in Jesus and and Zinchenko and yeah. Jorginho. They wanted people who've won titles and they know what it's like to yeah. help those youngsters. But the pressure's telling. You know, they chucked away that two goal lead at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. We, we get a goal back, and you could see then all of a sudden the panic setting in. Um, I really did feel we could have gone on and got a third, to be honest. Definitely. But I yeah. did still, I mean, at the end of that game, we were still cock using old expression. We yeah. were still loving it, and it did feel like a win. I know it was only a draw. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, yeah. we're now four, four points out of the relegation zone. So yeah. long time since we've been. More than a win. With the best goal difference as well. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's huge. Yeah, which is worth another point, isn't it? Well, um, Leeds yeah, have done yeah. fantastically for us the last couple of games. Yes, that's been very yeah, yeah. Two thumpings at home have been magnificent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the t- title race after this message. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. Uh, yes. Also, the stadium was rocking, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it, it, it was deathly quiet for about the first half hour. But then, you know, the fans, you know, the, that sort of reciprocal energy from the players to the fans, you know, Ooh. really returned. That, yes, that's what it I was did. saying. Sorry. Sorry, go on, Jim. I was going to say, that's what I was saying a little earlier when I said about midway through the second half, we had a free kick. It was middle of the park. But there was just the buzz around the stadium and the players looked bright and they were like, people were just getting into position and jostling for position. And it just felt like it had been for the past couple of seasons. We we looked determined. We looked like we could cause some damage, whatever we were going to do. We were excited to see what was going to happen next. But there was a feeling of anticipation yeah. and everyone around yeah. us, we, we, we sit up in the gods and still everyone around us, normally it's me and my lads singing and a few strays around us, but everyone was was getting stuck into it. Everyone was carried away with it. All it was, it's just yeah. a great, great it atmosphere. Was, it's a little bit like you, you, so you know, certain players. Antonio being one of them, particularly, and and uh, I don't think this is necessarily as true of Bowen, but Bowen did have a very good game. We're reminded of the fact that they are at least on paper, players that other teams don't want to play against. You know, mm. no one likes to play against Antonio if he's a fully firing Antonio, but he hasn't really no, been exactly like that for right. a lot of this season. But he was back to being the guy yeah. that should really, and, you know, the newspapers were kind of saying it and the pundits were saying it, you know, a couple of seasons ago, were saying no defensive pairing is going to want to play against Mikel yeah. Antonio. His strength and pace are just going to be, you know... Uh, a worry for any pair of centre backs, you yeah. know. And Bowen, similarly, Bowen is a handful and knows he's a handful. And and the one thing we said about him when he first came to the club was he sort of backs himself. He's quite confident, you know. He's never really lacked confidence. But you know, again in the first half of the season, he seemed to sort of. I mean, I think it was possibly the team not gelling, like you said, Jim. You know, he's sort of making runs that no one sees, and. Um, Mm. But he, he, he did is... also he did also say Phil that he he admitted he felt a bit of pressure about the England situation and trying yeah. to you know get into the England squad and, and once that's gone now that all the the England tournaments out of the way and he's yeah. back to playing his club football and he can just concentrate on his club football he's yeah. he said himself he's he's felt a weight off his shoulders um, yeah and, it, and it's been seen in his performances uh, and there are times when he looks like his. Sorry, 
Cool. There are times when he looks like he's had a weight off taken off his shoulders because he re- actually moves really quickly at times, nice. doesn't he? Sometimes nice. he's got some quite blistering pace. Yeah, I thought he took his goal fantastically. Yeah, well. he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, you could argue possibly Ramsdale should have done better with it, but um, it, it was that it was not only the fact he, he, you know, he was alive to getting out, and staying on side, which a couple of other West Ham players weren't. No. <laughs> interestingly. Um, and then uh, it was a bit of a kind of hopeful pump back in, wasn't it, from Carer? Um, yeah. But he's watched the ball and he's watched it right onto his foot, and he's and he's caught it first time. You know, uh, it's a difficult skill that it's a volley of ball that's coming over your shoulder. Yeah, and he took it took it really well. And I, that you would we'd say the big the big thing that's been missing, even in his own, uh, he has had an uptick of form, hasn't he, since yeah. Christmas? But missing within that has been the clinical finishing. And uh, hopefully that, you know, he might, we might go on and score a few more now before, you know, might give him a bit of confidence because I, I thought he took it fantastically well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting what you're saying about the atmosphere because, I mean, you've always said, Phil, you know, just, just needs, you just need to be on the front foot. You just need to be playing the progressive, aggressive football. And it will yeah. get, you know, it's, it's quite often a crunching tackle that gets the crowd going, not, or a really good sequence of pressing. And the and the opposition could kick the ball out of play, gets yeah. a bigger reaction sometimes than a than a neat bit of of skill, and that that that's what we were, we were getting. And yet, you know, about twenty minutes in, two 0 down, there was a, a hopeful, ridiculous punt over the top that Antonio was never going to get to, and you could hear the boos yeah. come out. Um, so it really turned on a knife edge, didn't it? It was, a, it yeah. was such yeah. strange, strange yeah. afternoon. Yeah. I mean, we almost don't talk about Rice anymore because he's so so good every game he plays. But he, you know, yeah, put in a couple of real sort of crunching tackles and, yeah, and he, I just right. had his usual really good game. I thought Paqueta had a great game. I thought Paqueta was very good. Yeah, um, we did. We, for an hour after, you know, we dominated their midfield, didn't we? Part, yeah. Parte was made to look very ordinary, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Paqueta was actually sort of all right in the spell in which we were generally a bit bad uh, in the first yeah, part of the game. Yeah. I thought he was still very good. Still giving the ball away too much for me, though. I still, there's still a kind of how you still sense there must be more in there than we've yet. But it's but, but he also hits fantastic passes. You know the cutback that started the, yes, the yeah, move. So it's so it's. It, I mean, it, I think it's just you know he's pretty young too, isn't he? And I think it's just you know ultimately the more game time he gets, you know the sort of the the yeah bewilderingly mishit passes will sort of start to kind of work their way out of his game because he, I mean because he, he did give the ball away and and led you know which led to them having a three on two break. Yeah. Pretty easily of sort of Saka just ran out of steam, didn't he? But yeah, you'd have, you know, you really feared at that point that he might have given the whole thing away. Yeah, yeah. But no, it is a, it is a you know it, to move out to move us. Yeah, one point further than a whole win mm. from the 18th place team. That does that does feel sort of a good return from that game. It's a bit like a sort of you know because it was a free hit. It's a bit like when we had to. Under uh, Allardyce, it was Allardyce's manager of the month, February, wasn't it? But just before, you know, we had that month of winnable games. Norwich was in there, wasn't it? In February of either his second or third premiership season. But we drew with Chelsea uh, and it was a kind of bonus point. And it really did make that, that run of games in February already seem more winnable because we've got a kind of a, a quite an important point on the board. In fact, I think it was that game that he out-tacticked him. I out-tacticked oh, him! Yeah. It was, wasn't it? I think it was that game. Yeah. Just, just so it's typically Aladiccio, really, Alad- really self-aggrandizingly <laughs> celebrating a nil-nil draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, but I think realistically, a win and a draw, and that <clears> is enough. And we've got you know what eight 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 games to do it. So, um, and I'm sure we'll 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 get that. Um, so I, I think it has, but yeah, you know, psychologically the performance. But I think yeah, you know, in the end, 
that 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 points we just but we have got that breathing space now i think um yeah and yeah it, you it's, you can't it's... see three or four of that the bottom five current bottom five going past the three can you i think one no. or two of them might but not you all of them not. You don't know. Yeah. we've got some i mean the, the three crucial games we've got um obviously bournemouth away the weekend we've got leeds to welcome to the to the bowl yeah. And that last game of the season, hopefully it won't come to the last game of the season, but Leicester away on the last game of the season, mm-hmm. that's, um, that may yeah. have some significance. Yeah, you really that, that that just needs to be a party in the sun. Yeah. I don't want it to. I'll, I'll be surprised and a lot <laughs> disappointed <laughs> if, if we're still in the... In, in danger of going down by then. We need, to, we need to sort it out before then, really, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd hope they take away from the Arsenal performance just, um, you know, what it felt like to be a good team. You know, it felt like, as we've you know, as we said, it felt like they were doing the things they were doing last year and the year before, you know. Mm. I mean, admittedly, last year had a very sort of long tail of um, not actually being very good, but we'd sort of put enough points on the board to kind of, you know, sort of stay, yeah. you know, within sort of striking distance at the top of the table, but we, we were not as good a team as we were in the, um, you know, first year of lockdown. Um, but yeah, sort of very encouraging. And um, we're sort of still in two cups, uh, the under-18s cup final, yes, which all yeah. three of us are going to uh, next yeah. week. And, and and then we've got the second leg of uh, the fixture against Ghent. Jim, you went to the first leg of the game. I did. Match. I did. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. I went out, out having having uh, booked everything, and then um, initially not not got a ticket because it. I've got fifty nine points, and it went down to sixty. Um, so we had sort of resigned ourselves just to having a nice time in. in what a beautiful place, by the way. I don't know if you've ever been there, but um, no, I, it, it, I was taken aback. Actually, I've been to Bruges before, which is very lovely. Um, but I, you know, I, God, I'd say it's it tops Bruges to be honest. It's, it's a delightful place. Um, uh, but fortunately, did did like a ticket, so uh, yeah, that's great to go to the game. Yeah, um, and it was a pretty poor performance. I would say, you know, given that we've done well in that comp, it was our probably our worst performance in uh, in that competition so far. Um, and we kind of got away with it. The feeling very much at the end was that we were kind of lucky still to be in it, really. Um, they had uh, a lot more chances. Um, they hit the bar. They scored a very good goal and th- th- that they had threatened to score, you know, and they were very tidy um, uh, and grew into the game. I mean, it was it was partly that we sort of allowed them to grow into the game, really. It was that mm. same that kind of lack of intensity that we've been talking about, not, 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 not putting pressure on the ball without the ball and also making mistakes and not really working hard enough with the ball, really not enough, not, not creating angles for passes. And, you know, it it was, uh, it was a pretty insipid performance and not a great game overall. It was interesting hearing Flynn Downs' post-match comments because he said, um, as you've just described there, Jim, Ghent, into the game they had a game plan they knew what they wanted to do they knew what they needed to do and they eventually got themselves into a position where they were doing that and were unlucky not to they should really have taken some of those later chances yeah he said um we didn't seem to know what to do with the ball once we had it <laughs> and you kind of think well that's what the manager should have been telling you before the game started you know you should actually know your plan um, I mean, there was that Ben Johnson pass where we had two people running down the flank and he just played a 50-yard pass into their goalkeeper's arms. Um, and there were too, too many of those stray passes. And yeah, we were lucky. But again, looking at the positives, we were talking after the game and said, how many times have we watched a boring Chelsea draw away in Europe? Yeah. Where they've no, got no. away with it and then they've just comfortably done the home leg and moved on to the next round. So that's... Yeah. When you're when you're having a good cut run, you you can get away with things like that, and we got away with it, and hopefully we can do the job on Thursday. Jim, you, you said that, that you said yeah. that you know you thought, despite the fact that we weren't very good, you were not particularly pessimistic about uh, this week. You know that's put the <clears throat> that's put the kibosh on it, obviously. Uh, but no, uh, I, I, no, I, I, I don't. Because I think I think they 
I don't think they can be better than they were. I, I, um, yeah. And we we just need to be a, a good few percentage points. You know, uh, we need to up our game. And um, maybe he needs to pull out a few of the bigger guns in terms of the starting eleven. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Lanzini's been really good in Europe, hasn't he? Yeah, um, very but, good against Lanka, but, but was off it in this in this game. Um, right. And maybe they had a kind of plan to perhaps mark him a bit more he didn't seem to be finding the ball in space the way he quite often does mm. so so maybe they you know they were looking out for that so i i i'm guessing um i think paquetta came on didn't he and 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 and, and um made us better um mm. and yeah I, I, obviously i haven't actually seen any kind of replays or anything of it but i mean um was it right that that red card and um Free kick was uh, was overturned. I mean, I I, I, I didn't yeah. see. Oh, yes. it. I didn't even see. Right yeah, I just read about that. Yeah, yeah. It was the correct decision, Jim. Was it, was, it? It, was a, it was a good. It was a good tackle. Yeah. Right. I, again, I think Paqueta has that kind of not quite one hundred percent confidence when he's running with the ball, when he's bearing down on goal, that he's actually going to finish the job. Mm, um, yes. Which is why probably bought that penalty a bit against Arsenal because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you could have sidestepped and then just rattled the ball in but it's almost like well let's get a penalty and let's make sure that we get a chance yeah. to score yeah 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 um and it, yeah it was it was frustrating but the, the thing about that um that red card that was aborted was the guy made a good tackle but he then kicked the ball off so surely it should have been a corner to us he kicked yes. the ball off the pitch yeah. so if they're not giving right. the red cards and it's not a free kick it's our corner, and that's what we didn't get. I think that's what frustrated a lot of the players. I really like that. Yeah. Yes. Oh. No. Um, talking of kind of uh, you know less than expert refereeing, and just go harking back to the Arsenal game briefly. Um, Jim, you sort of you, you sort of expressed it very well by saying, um, you know, here we go. Uh, the Sky team is going to get you know everything from the referee. It's a Sky game, and you know they want those teams. They sort of want a result, don't they? Like in American sport, and and, and you really did feel that the ref was going to sort of, you know, as we closed in on the end of the game, you saw without us scoring a third, you thought, oh, are they going to? Erdegaard went down clearly in order to win a free kick in quite a dangerous position. It's just a dive. And it looked like right. a dive. And the referee gleefully gave it as a free kick yeah. because he thought, oh, yeah. a goal might come of this. And it will be, a you know, uh, you know, I'm not saying that they're sort of in the thrall of Sky TV, literally, or, or you know, but it feels like they just, after I, it went to 2-2, nothing was going to go out. I, I think, I think, statistics over many 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 years tell you that the big teams get the get the decisions uh on balance you know and and it's different the psychology of that has probably you know yet to be properly unraveled but i i, I think um, in those situations the referee knows what 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 you know what the importance of that result is to to arsenal there's pressure um managers like Arteta put referees under pressure before games, you know, and yeah. then in and in post-match interviews and so on, Ferguson was a master at it, wasn't he? You know, and yeah. I don't think that, I mean, you're Jim, you'll probably know this better than me, but there was some remarkable statistics. They went for years without conceding a penalty at Old yeah. Trafford didn't, under yeah. Ferguson. Yeah. It just didn't know referee was, had the, literally referees didn't have the bottle to give them, you know, it, it, um, it was actually played out on on Sunday because we had Antonio penalty awarded against him when it, it's he's no more than a yard away. He's not oh, even no. looking. Yes. Now, okay, yeah. it did hit his arm. His arm was slightly out, but what the hell is he meant to do with his arm? So, as I say, he wasn't yeah. looking. So it wasn't deliberate. In the Manchester United Forest game later, um, VAR was called in because from a corner, Harry Maguire jumps up from the corner. Yes. And his arm is outstretched. And so he's had plenty of time to judge the ball. That ball comes down and hits his arm. No penalty. So yeah. it hits an arm from a yard out, but because it's Arsenal, it's a penalty. Um, yes. Yeah, a defender has plenty of time to judge what he's doing, and it yeah. hits his arm, and it's no penalty because it's Manchester United. But, yes. what, well, but what bothers me about what you're describing, though, is that um, in a way... I don't think it's ever acceptable, but 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 it's understandable that those things 
happened in in a situation pre-VAR in heats of moment. Mm. But now that's the that's the kind of thing that VAR is supposed to eliminate isn't it? Yes. or, or yes, exactly. achieve consistency. It's the they've basically the authorities basically have got themselves into a complete fucking mess over the handball law, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Just made it stupidly complicated and 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 messy. You know, it, it's um you know, it, it used to be so clear cut in in the past that it was basically it had to be deliberate. So it had to be, you know, ball to hand, uh, uh, sorry, hand to ball, ball, ball yeah. to hand. You know, and that everyone understood that principle. You know, um, and now it's an utter mess, and, and 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 therefore players appeal any time a ball bobbles onto someone's hand or whatever. They yeah. um, they were appealing for it uh, uh, for. Um, Rice's in uh, tackle on um, party yeah, that led yeah. to the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, I don't think it did. I think it did just generally hit his midriff. Hit his but midriff even it? so, yeah. even if it had hit his hand, what would it, 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 that wasn't handball. The well, that's like the, um, the, the his. You know the goal that Snodgrass scored against Crystal oh, Palace that was disallowed. United. Yeah, Sheffield yeah. United away. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. It? that was a Which, low um, point for VAR, wasn't it? A real yeah, low absolutely. point for VAR interfering in something it didn't need to interfere in and and create you know just just creating it and it's surprising how often i don't know maybe it's just because we we only watch west ham nice but i don't know but it's surprising how often we're on the receiving end of these moments where there are kind of directives or rules that was that accidental handball in the build-up to a goal directive wasn't it um, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter if it's accidental but it was miles out i mean the actual handball as it were happened miles yeah. and then there was more play before snodgrass yeah. actually sort of hit the ball so we we were on the receiving yeah. end of that and that is led to it changing you can go right back to the whole red card last defender thing and Hackett and uh, and yeah. Tony Gale. Tony Gale, that, yeah. That, that, that we were on the receiving end of that. And do you remember um, Lanzini? is about, I think, the only person to have received yes. a, a retrospective, retrospective suspension yeah. for diving yeah. since that was brought in. He was the like he was the first person they just picked on. Uh, you know, you think, well, and he's been the only one. And he's been the only one. Uh, it's, it, we, we seem to be easy meat for that kind of... Uh, intervention, really, well, there's, because there's we're uncontroversial, aren't we? We're not going to cause, you're not mm. going to affect. There's been the a couple champion. of times this season where, um, and definitely one within the last three or four games, where I have thought, what new are you going to learn by going to the monitor? We all saw what happened, but we don't think it's very severe. What well, you're probably going to go off and do. We've all seen it, and you saw it as well. And someone's telling you, someone in Stockley Park is going, look at it again, uh, but just a thousand times slower. And you'll see that, you know, it, they come into contact. You go, well, we can see they came into contact, and we're standing in the fucking stands. We just don't think it's severe enough to be whatever you've decided it is in Stockley Park. Yeah. Um, and. I agree. You know, that's not overturning anything. That's sort of going, well, have you thought about this? Because the referee has thought about that and has decided that it wasn't, you know, a yeah. free kick or wasn't a penalty or something. Which is why I, I think, you know, the way the way round it works in rugby is that the sort of on-field referee calls in on the whole, the the video referee, doesn't it? So so basically, you know, in a situation like that, you would be happy if, if basically, um, with the Antonio one, the referee sort of said, "Well, I know it, it. You know, I've stopped play. I know it hit his hand. Could you just check whether or not, you know, it looks as though he's he's, he's moved his hand to the ball or whatever? You know, some sort of sense in which the referee states what they're there. Like in cricket, if we think it's a catch or not, there's a soft signal on the field, isn't there? Which is the that's that has primacy, so that um, mm. uh. You know the 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 video um, the video umpire has got to come up with sufficient grounds to overturn the decision. You know, uh, yeah. and if it's sort of still a bit of a grey area, then you stay with what the on-field umpire's instinct is. And I think that's what people find very frustrating about the, you know, a decision's been made, everyone's yeah. sort of, and then and then somebody who's watching a monitor, as you say, Phil, like in slow motion, says, "Oh, you perhaps want to go and." 
go and look at that, you know. Yeah. Um Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anyway, um, we are in a final. Uh, one, we have a very strong chance of winning. And it yeah. is the under-18s final, which all three of us are going to go to at the yeah. Emirates next yeah. week. Um, Jim, you've been yeah. sort of following uh, the under-18s. Uh, uh, Jim Monroe, have you been sort of following their progress this season? Well, yeah, because it was obviously a big game last weekend. Oh, yeah. It's the first of three big games against Arsenal where um, yeah. they needed to win to win the, the Premier League South, which... Which they did with a plum to a nice two 0 win. So champions are now playing for the double. Yeah, yeah. Uh they look like, you know, they look like a really good bunch. Yeah. Well with like, really promising players. Um you know, and obviously we're all aware of uh Divin Mabama, who uh, in the Larnaca game when he came on, just see the movement that he makes, he's really got that that natural goal scorer is getting the right position yeah. instinct. I, I, you know, I don't want to get too excited. Um, and I really hope we do keep hold of him because we've seen a lot of youngsters move on. Um, but he really does look a good prospect, a very good prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also Callum Marshall, who knows where yeah. the goal is as well. You know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've done, they've done fantastic. I mean, the whole academy stuff, because the 21, under-21s won the league as well, right? I think. Right, but at a, at a canter, I thought. Just, so, just going, sorry, Jim, just going back to Saturday's match, I can't remember the midfielder's name, but the guy who scored our first goal, he's still 15. So, you know, to, to oh, be wow. banging the goals away at that level, and he actually looks bigger than a lot of the 18-year-old, well, the older players. Um, so, you know, we've got some really good, and, and Kevin Keane as well has been doing some marvellous work with the young players. We love Kevin. Um, yeah. yeah. He really has. Um, you know, I was surprised a few years back when he turned up as an assistant at Liverpool, but he obviously knows his stuff. Uh, and yeah. I'm so glad to get him back. Um, and as he's said himself in the past, it's a nice problem to have that uh, the first team keeps trying to nick your players because it shows you're doing a good job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, we loved Kevin Keane, didn't we? As a as a player, yeah, yeah, he was he was always your favourite Hammerette, wasn't he, Phil? He was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, of the Hammerettes, little Kevin, his like, coquettish, <laughs> yeah, coquettish Kevin yeah. Keane. He'd do his little dance routine and then he'd run off and get into oh, his kit for the get game. Into his kit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had his gloves sewn onto the sleeves of his shirt by his mum. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, that was a sort of that was a wins on the back of his shirt. It was yeah. a real miscalculation, wasn't it? To in the first season of the Premier League, dis- you know, Harry just decided to remodel the team, and the um, um, Keane and Mark Robson, Robson. Mark Robson just weren't kind of Premiership level. It's like whether or not that's true. Don't just get rid of them and not get anyone else, because they sort of got Disco Dale Gordon, didn't Disco he? He was sort Dale of more Gordon. of a striker, wasn't yeah. he? I mean, I'm no, not really I sure. Was I, a, I think he was a winger or wide he? forward. I didn't yeah. really see enough of him to yeah. work out what he was, to be honest. No, got they really just genuinely thought Robson and Keane were too uh, lightweight for the for the Premier League. But 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 Kevin Keane had been playing, you know, played several seasons in the top flight for West Ham, perfectly yeah. well. So. Yeah. And then carried on having a good career at Wolves and Stoke, didn't he? Yes. So, yeah, uh, no, he was a terrific player. Really, yeah, terrific. he was really good. I thought, yeah. yeah. 
And of course, he was caretaker manager, wasn't he? After uh, yes. Glenn Roder's um, yeah. neurological yeah. episode, he yeah. came in as a caretaker manager. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, you know, perhaps he will step up at some point. Uh, but, it was quite late in the day for that to happen. But weirdly, going into a game against Arsenal and starting favourites. When, when yes. is that? Yes. <laughs> in any context ever before very strange yeah because of course their yeah. women sort of are very good aren't very they good. clearly yeah, funded very, very good yeah clearly funded very well and yeah uh, yeah you know. and they've been good for years haven't they they, yes. they, were, they were good when women's football wasn't wasn't getting the the resources and the attention and, and yeah so when flaherty good. played for them mm. yeah um, played yeah. for us julie flaherty yeah so um it's it's predictions. It's predictions. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, the game against Ghent on Thursday, two days' time. Um, what do we think will happen in that? Uh, two nil. I think. Two-nil. I think. Well, I think we'll just be. I think we'll we'll be at it, and and the, the crowd will be at it, and we'll be a bit yeah. too strong for them. Yeah. Jim, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it. I, I'm not going to get carried away. I think it is going to be a tight game. Uh, I was going to say 2 0. I'll, I'll, I'll be kind and give them a goal and say 2 1 then, as Jim said, 2 0. Leaving me with either 1 0 or 3 1, and I will take 3 1. There's been a lot of scoring three in this competition. Yeah, yeah, so so yeah, I think I'll go for the traditional, the traditional 3 1. <laughs> and then it's Bournemouth on Sunday, and that's um, they've you know found a little pocket of form, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to that. Um... Yeah, they have. They've started playing really well under ex-Hammer Gary O'Neill. Gary um, O'Neill, who we yeah. liked, um, who we liked and, as well. Yeah, I'm glad. To, yeah, I did like him as a player. Uh, um, he was he was a hard-working player, but also had a little bit about him as a footballer as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be very happy with a point in this game. I'm going for. By the way, I did predict one-one for the Ghent game. You may you may remember. Just yes. Right Yes. No, that's um, a prediction. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go one-one again. I think I, I, it'll be a point. It'll be a good result, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping we'll get a bit of a lift from the the Arsenal game and, and hopefully the European game. So yeah. yeah what do you think, Jim? I I hope we still have the same uh, attacking ferocity that we were showing against Arsenal, but really not losing is an important part of the game. Um, Jim stole my thunder again, so I'll yes. have to go to 2-2, two, two, so that'll probably leave you with three threes, Phil. <laughs> well, I might go for 1-0 uh, to us. They don't oh, score, brave. which is, brave, which is eh? bold because they're quite good right. at scoring goals, aren't they? Um, yeah. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, no, it's certainly, I mean, you would hope that that game at the weekend has given the team a bit of a lift and sort of reminded them of what they're capable of. And well, it's, it's one defeat yeah. in eight, isn't it? We've, we've, yeah, we we had that. I mean, between August and October, we had that um, mad run where I think it was like we only lost three out of fifteen matches, but but most of those were in Europe. Um, yeah, but we we did pick up some league wins. Then, of course, we had that horrible week ahead of the international or the World Cup break. Um, and a bit of a dodgy restart. But then we've, we've, we've gone back into that one of those little runs again, like we had between August and October. So I'm hoping that, that, that things have settled down now and we can start carving out some results. Yeah, I mean, low scoring, that's the problem though, isn't it? I mean, a lot yeah. of that early part of the season had good performances with, uh, you know, no goals and the mm. other team gets one goal and you've lost the game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as we you... said... Jared's beginning to find his form. He's yeah, a few yeah. goals now. Uh, Said, if he can keep converting the penalties, um, <laughs> it is doing good for us. Um, it is obviously the striking part where we're not getting any goals from the strikers. When I mean, even Danny Ings, when he got two goals in one game, and I think he's played nine other league games and has drawn a blank. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, you know. Uh, I'm not sure about him as a signing. I, I, I felt that was a slightly panicked. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Sullivan-esque kind of. Oh, he's a player who's quite good that I've heard of. What yeah. again, Jim? I'd go back to that Lanka game, the second leg, where Mbama was on the pitch and Ings was on the pitch, and you didn't see Ings. It was no, Mbama no. was like running, getting no. into positions, and yeah. he was well, the one who looked like he was going to score, and he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've said, I said previously in, in the podcast, you know, give give, give Mubama a go. You know, give him some yeah. time. 
give him a chance. You know, I mean, he, he's got he's full of confidence, knows where the goal is. You know, plays without fear. Give him give him a go. Well, also especially yeah. now that those competitions are wrapped up, uh, their league. You know, they've secured yeah. the title, and once that cup final has been played, you know, might as well sort of put him on the bench and just give him minutes. Definitely, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. This will be, be a sort of a good, you know, a good time to do it. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Here we go. And Jim Monroe. Thanks, Phil. I really enjoyed that. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.